Alright. So Heavenly Father, we want to thank you this morning. We are grateful so Lord for uh, for your faithfulness. We thank you so much for keeping us all through this week. All through this month. Thank you. Bringing us together this morning that you might bless us. We give you praise. And Lord, we just thank you as we uh, look into your word this morning. Let light break out in the name of Jesus. Let every heart be receptive to your word this morning. Lord, we come against every wandering spirit. Lord, we thank you that, oh Lord, we hear you, not only with our physical, natural eyes, ears, but we hear you with the hear of our spirit. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, praise the Lord. I think I need a little bit of power on this thing. Uh, thank you. It's a little bit... Uh, I can hear him. I can hardly hear myself. And you know what that does? It makes you scream. <laughs> Amen. So this morning, I just want to share quickly... Uh, thank you, sir. I want to share quickly uh, about divine partnership. Divine partnership. Uh, God has called us into uh, to partner with Him. Uh, God said, "Well, I can save the whole world myself, but I want to work with you to reach the whole world." So quickly, let's go to Luke chapter five, verse one to seven. And I put it. We want to give your topic. You know, a subtopic means tapping into God's overflowing power. Tapping into God's overflowing power. Divine partnership. Uh, when you say you are in partnership with somebody. Uh, you, it means you are working together with that person to achieve something. That's what partnership is about. When I say oh, you are my partner, it means we are together. There's an agreement. Bible says, Amos 3.3, 3, uh, it says, can two work together except they be agreed? Uh, so it's important for us to, to know that the only way we can walk in dominion, the only way we can walk in love, and show love, like our sister just shared in her testimony, is when we walk in partnership with the Lord. When our life is in agreement with Him, when we surrender our plans, when we surrender our desires to God. That way we can walk with God and God can walk with us. Amen? Luke chapter 5, verse 1 to 7. That's our uh, Bible text uh, for this message. Divine Partnership. Amen. Praise the Lord. Alright, so quickly, let's go to Luke chapter 5, and I will be reading from verse 1 to 7. Are we there? Alright, read that quickly. It says, So it was, as the multitude pressed about him to hear the word of God, that he stood by the lake of Gennesaret, and saw two boats. You see there, he saw two boats. Standing by the lake, but the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. Then he got into one of the boats. There are two boats, but he got into one of the boats. So, you know, it's a, it's a choice. Divine partnership. You want to partner with the Lord, it's a choice. There were two boats there. But he entered into one. He entered into the one that he saw that his heart was ready. To partner with him. So it's not every boat that Jesus is going to enter to. If you wanted to enter into, your, into the boat of your own life, you need to open that boat to him. You need to say, Lord Jesus, come. 
I want to partner with you, Lord. I'm ready. Hallelujah. So I'll read on quickly. All right. Uh, verse 3. Then he sat in, I mean, he goes into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the multitudes from the boat. When he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, Lodge out into the deep and lay down your nets for a catch. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will lay down the net. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish, and their net was breaking. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both the boats so that they began to sink. May the Lord bless the reading and the hearing of his word. In Jesus' name. So like I said, uh, partnership is about coming together with someone to accomplish a bigger goal. Here, the Webster's revised unabridged dictionary said, the partnership is the state or condition of being a partner as to be in partnership with another, to have partnership in the fortunes of a family or a state. Another definition is a division or sharing among partners joint possession or interest. So when you come together with the Lord, that is why it's called divine. When you see the word divine, it means something that is, you know, beyond human. And so when we say divine partnership, we mean we're coming into agreement with God to execute something, to carry out an assignment. So what happened here was Jesus needed a place to preach. And, you know, someone was explaining this. Uh, you know, I, I heard this a while ago, I think about two or three weeks ago. And he said, Jesus understood the dynamics of, you know, of course, he's the Lord. So he understood that uh, by, you know, preaching close. Because we're wondering, why will he go close to the, you know, why, why did he go to the lake? You know, and, you know, we stand on the boat and all. I said, it's because the waves will echo his voice that more people can hear him. He didn't have a microphone like I have this morning, you know, in, 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 during, you know, in those days. But what he had was that he used, he, he was going to use the sand from the waves to actually, so he was able to preach by using the boat of Peter. He was able to, uh, you know, for, he was able to amplify his voice. So I believe that all those people who were, you know, by the lake that day and all those who were around that area, they heard him preaching. And so Peter gave his boat up, whether willingly or not, we don't know, but he gave it up. And Jesus was able to use it. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So divine partnership is working with God to accomplish his plans on the earth. Hallelujah. You are important to God. He needs you to be able to uh, carry out his assignment on the earth. So quickly, let's look at some uh, scriptural examples of divine partnership. We talk about Peter, which is the first one here. We talk about Peter, Luke chapter 5, verse 1 to 7. Peter partnered with Jesus. Hallelujah. Then number two, the Sunamite woman. The Sunamite woman. The Sunamite woman happens to be a woman who, she was a wealthy woman. And every time Elijah would pass through, and you know, they will, you know Elijah would pass through. And then one day she said, wait a minute, this man that is always passing through, why don't we build him a place? So that will make his life easier so that he can rest while he's passing through. If we can give him something to eat and, you know, make his ministry easier. So they provided, they partnered with him in ministry. And guess what? This same woman 
who had no child, as a result of the had a child, even when the child died, as a result of divine partnership, that child came back to life. Are you with me this morning? So it's important. We, we need to understand the dynamics. Number three, the widow of Sarafite. The widow of Sarafite in first, um, for the Sunamite woman in 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 8 to 17. Second, I mean, 2 Kings 4, 8 to 17. Uh, the widow of Sarafite, 1 Kings chapter 17, verse 7 to 16. We read that during the Bible reading this morning. What happened with the widow of Sarafite? Uh, you know, she, she had nothing left. All she had left was just the, uh, you know, the little flower and all that. And they, she and her son were going to eat and die. But then the, the, the prophet showed up and the prophet said, you know, you, you go, go cook for me first. Make food for me. Can you imagine? If it was now, all, she, you know, it would be all over the, the, the social media. Oh, look at the prophet of God. Look at the man of God eating a widow's, a poor widow's last meal. But it was, that was where her miracle was. The Bible said, throughout the farming period, she had more than enough to eat. She never lacked again. Are you with me? When you come into partnership with the Lord, God take your little and God talking, make it much. God make sure it goes above and beyond because he's the God of the overflow. And so we need to understand that we need to partner with the Lord. And I've seen cases where sometimes people, God is asking you for the last $20 and he's saying, just put that in the offering bowl. And you're like, no, 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 no. I, I have to go to McDonald's, and that's all I have. And, and God said, just give it. Not knowing that God has spoken to someone to give you $200 at the end of the service. If that $20 does not leave your hand, you will not have that $200. Are you with me? And I've shared my testimony of how before, when I was preparing for my wedding, God asked me. I was at a camp meeting, you know, like an overnight prayer meeting. And the Lord asked me to empty my wallet. Up until that point, I had never heard God say that to me. He had asked me to give up, not to empty the whole wallet, to empty the whole wallet. And guess what? That same day in the evening, God gave me what was more than 10 times what I gave in the morning. The same day, the Lord did that. And my wedding, as, it, as expensive as it was, I mean, it wasn't because I made it expensive, as expensive as it was, because my, my wife happened to come from a very big family, and they're very, very like influential family, and so they do things big. All right. So even though I didn't want it big, they make it big. And guess what? They make it big, and God pay for it big. Are you with me? This and the seed was the seed I saw at that over, um, overnight prayer meeting. Praise the Lord. Number four, scriptural example of divine partnership: King David, Second Kings chapter twenty-four, verse eighteen to twenty-four. Second Kings chapter, uh, Second Samuel rather, Second Samuel chapter twenty-four, verse eighteen to twenty-four. If you read verse twenty-four, he said to Arauna, he said, "I will pay a full price for the field, because I am building an altar for the Lord. I will not give to God that which will cost me nothing." David said, "No, no, no. This is a partnership between me and God. I am not going to give to God something that is cheap." I am not going to give some God to something that is free. I'm not going to give God something that is I know I don't put it of no value. A partner with the Lord. No wonder God said David was a man after my own heart. No wonder God blessed him even a generation after him. Even today we're still talking about him. Hallelujah. Do you want the same story? You need to partner with the Lord. Number five, King Solomon. First King chapter 3 verse 3 to 6. 
Let me let's read that. First Kings chapter three, verse three to six, and you see what God did in the life of Solomon. First King chapter three, verse three to six. Amen. Hallelujah. I have to move quickly. Alright, so he said here, and Solomon loved the Lord. You see? Solomon loved the Lord. As I started walking in the status of his father David, except that, you know, he sacrificed. That's not where we're going. And burning says at the high places. Now the king went to Gibeon to sacrifice there, for that was the great high place. Solomon offered a thousand burnt offerings on that altar. One day, one day, a thousand burnt offerings. At Gibeon, the same place, God appeared to Solomon in a dream by night, and God said, Ask, what shall I give you? And Solomon said, You have shown great mercy to your servant David, my father, because he walked before you in truth, in righteousness, and in uprightness of heart. With you, you have continued this great kindness for me, and you have given him a son to sit on his throne as it is this day. God gave Solomon a blank check because of divine partnership. Because of divine partnership. You know, a little while ago, we were having Bible study, and the Lord said to me, He said, I should tell the people is that if they see what is in the hand of God, they will not be holding on to their $1 tithe, $10 tithe, $20 tithe if they see what is in the hand of God for them. I just share my testimony. It just took, light just came. We were fasting, a 21 day fasting, and towards the end, I was just, though God, you know, in this season of my life, Lord, I just want this, you know, this is a new project, this is a new assignment, this is a new uh, ministry, Lord, we want to do this, we want to help people, we want to be able to, you know, touch lives, and sometimes, you know, you want to do all those things, and sometimes the resources are not there, you know, you know, at the beginning, you know, over time, God began to, uh, you know, prosper the work, and I'm like, Lord, I want to, you know, I want to be able to help people. It's not every time people have a need that the pastor has to go to the church and say, hey, church, uh, benevolence team, okay, let's have a meeting. No, no. There are times where a lot of time you need to be able to dip into your own personal pocket and help people. And God opened my eyes to see. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So we need to know. All it takes is just divine partnership. Number six, Rahab, Joshua chapter two. If you read the whole of Joshua chapter, you will see the story of Rahab there. The Bible says they send the spies, you know, the wall of, I mean, Jericho, they send spies to go and see the place and see the city. And she was the one that helped them, that, you know, hid them and released them. They went through the window uh, by the city and then they were able to escape. And then what happened? She was even the one that God used to reveal what was going on in the city, that the city was already dead because of them. And because of that, what happened? She and her household were protected. When they came to take over the whole city, they were protected. Through divine partnership. You will be protected. Hallelujah. Because you become hollow unto the Lord. Your family become hollow unto the Lord. So when things are happening, evil things are happening to people, God... We make sure that you are not part of it. The Bible said there was darkness in Egypt, 
But in Goshen, there was light. I've heard stories, I've seen cases where there is a fire on the street and the fire will jump people's houses. The house of the believer, the covenant believers, it will jump their house and burn the house next to them. And it will be like, you know, as if the fire just left this house and left that house and burn the one next to it and burn the one next to it and keep leaving houses that belong to the Christians. Why? Because they are in covenant with the Lord. Why? Because they are in divine partnership with Him. You want God to exclude you. You want God to protect you. You want God to, to shield you. This is the best way to do it. To be in divine partnership with the Lord. Number six, um, number seven, Esther. Esther chapter 4 verse 16. Esther chapter 4 verse 16. What did Esther do? Esther said, I will fast and I will pray for three days and then I will go to the king. Maybe God has put me in this place for such a time as this. I will do this. And she did what she did. And the whole Jew that were in that Susan province and all that, in the, in the whole nation, they were saved at that point. What are you doing for the Lord? Number eight, Dorcas. Dorcas or Tabitha, she became so famous. Act chapter 9, verse 36 to 42. Act 9, 36 to 42. Dorcas, in paraphrase, she did so many good work that when she died, they said, no, no, this woman, no, this woman will not die. Oh, yeah, come back from. She could, they, she didn't die. She had to come back. Then she was raised from the dead. She had done so much good that her life was not going to end prematurely. Are you with me this morning? So when you are in divine partnership, God protects you. He makes you, okay, what is the point of being alive when you are not useful for the kingdom of God? Why will God keep... Okay, if you face God today, what will be your own argument with God to keep you alive? <laughs> so that you waste space? No. God wants to keep you alive because you are useful. Psalm, Psalm 92, verse 12 and 14. He said, even as you are old age, you will be fruitful. Why will you be fruitful at age? Because you are still fruitful. You are still involved in kingdom business. You see, brethren, let, let, let's put this thing in. Let's, let's, let's break it down. No matter how successful you are in your career, no matter how much money you and I make, how big your house is, how big your car is, let's say your car does not even drive on the road, it flies. No matter how much you have, you are not going to take one of it with you to the grave. Everything ends here. And so our focus should be on eternity. Not that it will be headly irrelevant. No. We'll make it here. we enjoy life here. But much more over there. Are you with me this morning? Everything we are doing here, do you know what? Life is a dress rehearsal for eternity. Oh, I want to get married. Uh-huh. When you get married, after we get married, what happened? Oh, I want to have children. When you finish having children, what happened? Oh, I want to have grandchildren. After grandchildren, what happened? I want to have great-grandchildren. Uh, you have them. Then after that, what next? Ask people. Who are retired now from work, you know, they work and they retire, ask them. They will tell you that there are some things that you think are important, they are not important. It's all about perspective. Thank you, sir. I'm, I'm telling you, it's all about perspective. If only you have the, eh, eh, no. It's not. You know, sometimes when people are freaking out over things, I just look at them like, what is wrong with you? You better get your priorities right. <laughs> just don't waste your life. 
Don't waste your life. All around, I just look at things. And, uh, uh, a good example is the way things get devalued. They lose their value so quickly. You buy something now for $1,000 today. In three months, you want to sell that same thing, you will not get $1,000 most likely from it. Even a month after. Because it's already categorized as used. I, I, I experienced something. You buy something now from um, an instrument store, maybe like a keyboard. They sell it to you for $600. Do you know that if you go back a week after, or two weeks after, or three weeks after, and you tell them you want to sell it back to them, they are not going to give you 100%. Even if you have not used it. The same thing with car. You drive it out, they said already it's lost maybe 25% or 20% of the value. Just dri- driving it out of the, of the dealership. So why are we not putting so much focus on those things and not focusing on where God is taking us? Hallelujah. So Dorcas did a lot of good things and she came back to life because God kept her again. Number nine, the boy with the loaves and the fish. John chapter 6. We don't talk about him a lot. John chapter 6 verse 1 to 14. All, she, all he did was, this is the loaf, this is the fish. But because of that divine partnership, the Bible said he got 12 baskets. I'm, I'm sure what he had was not even up to half basket. And he ended up with 12 baskets. What is in your hand when you partner with the Lord? God is able to take it further. There is nobody who partners with the Lord who will be at the loss. Hallelujah. So quickly, let's look at the blessings of divine partner. Number one, he empowers you to walk in dominion. You become more than a conqueror when you partner with the Lord. Do you know the Bible said concerning uh, Peter that he had, in fact, they could not handle the fish they caught. They had to beckon on the partner. Even those that did not, Jesus did not use their boat. They were not part of the original arrangement. The blessing was so much, he couldn't keep it all by himself. Hallelujah. God said, when you serve me, what do I do? I will bless your water and I will bless your bread. I will take disease far away from you. Some of us, we are sick because we are not in divine partnership with the Lord. God has already promised and he's not a liar. He said, you partner with me, you serve me, I will keep sickness and disease far away from you. It will not, you will not spend your money on that which is not bread. Are you with me this morning? Hallelujah. Number two blessing of divine partnership. You will flow in divine wisdom. Divine wisdom will just come. Divine wisdom will come. Just like that. You know, I use myself as an example. Sometimes when I'm talking to people, you know, people, even people older than me, I'm, I'm talking to them and they're like, where did you get that from? I'm like, uh, from God. I say things sometimes, I open my mind, I say things sometimes that I didn't think about. It wasn't like I meditated on it before I said it. I just say it by the Holy Ghost. But because it's a, it's a download from heaven, it comes out like God just spoke. What is that? That is divine wisdom. And you can be in that kind of position too. Praise the Lord. You can't be like that when you partner with the Lord. Acts chapter 4 verse 13. Amen. Acts 4 verse 13. My wife was always saying that, how come older people, older folks, they like me? I say, yeah, it's because when I sit with them, I speak wisdom. I'm able to relate with older people because I don't know. Right from when I was little. I sit with older people. They like to hang out with me. 
you know, because they say that you don't, you don't talk like your age. And how does that happen? To the glory of God, is, that is divine wisdom. When somebody who is 20, 30 years older than you, you sit together and you can discuss and you can have a conversation and you are speaking at their level. That is God. Amen. And you can be like that to act for 13. Hallelujah. All right, I'm not posting. And if you think I'm posting, my post is on the Lord. 413, he says here, he said, Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men, they marveled and they realized that they had been with Jesus. You see the difference? They had been with Jesus. It was not their education, it was not whether they had MBA or PhD or, you know, CPA, whatever, hey, all that. No, 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 that wasn't the problem. It, the real reason why they were different was because they had been with Jesus. Number three, the blessing of divine partnership, it releases supernatural favor. It releases, you want the favor of the Lord, supernatural favor of the Lord, be in partnership with God. Be in partnership with God. Super natural favor genesis 39 verse 2 to 4 verse 21 to 22 favor we just be on point and god was with joseph and god was with joseph and god was with joseph and god caused him to be favored and he became the head of this and he became the head of that how because of partnership with the lord hallelujah number four there's going to be a continuous flow of signs and wonders when you partner with the lord continuous flow the life of Peter was a continuous flow of signs and wonders. Signs and wonders. Isaiah chapter 8 verse 18. Acts chapter 19 verse 11 and 12. There will be continuous flow of signs and wonders. Number 5, there will be supernatural breakthroughs. <laughs> breakthroughs. Daniel chapter 12 verse 3. Breakthroughs on every side. Everywhere you go, doors are opening. Doors are opening for you. Why? Because you are partnering with the Lord. What we keep some people... Keep them stuck. We will not keep you stuck. Why? God is making a way for you. People will look at you and say, "What?" They won't see you in three months. Then the next time they will see, they're like, "Is that you?" <laughs> you just give them a smile. Say, "Yeah, man, <laughs> it's me." <laughs> say, oh, "Really? What happened?" Ah, <laughs> check me out. <laughs> God has transformed my life. Why? I'm in partnership with the Lord. You won't take the glory. You give glory to Him, but they will see it. Are you with me? You know, when God blesses you, when you are in partner with you, you can't hide the blessing. Peter could not say, uh, guys, you know, let's ship this fish home and then come back for the rest. He beckoned. The Bible says he beckoned on them. Come on, guys. This is too much. And they both got it. The Bible says both the boat was sinking. So if there was a third, a third boat, they would probably get more too. Praise the Lord. Breakthroughs. Number six, it sets you up for generation. I love that. When you serve the Lord, when you partner with the Lord, do you know it goes beyond you? Do you know that every time you pay your tithe, you are paying up to four generations? Every time you give your tithe. You, one, three, one, two, three, four generations. So everything we do, let's not do it with the mind 
just focus on ourselves. Let's look beyond ourselves for whatever we're doing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 to 3. Uh, Genesis twenty-two fifteen to 16. Uh, to 18, God told Abraham, he said, by myself, advice one. By myself, advice one. And number seven, it releases the joy of the Lord. Psalm 126, verse 6. Psalm 126, verse 6. It releases the joy of the Lord. How many people want to be joyful? When you are in divine partnership, you will be joyful. Because the things that will be happening around you will be so wonderful. You will be joyful. Nothing will be able to put you down. You know, when we are, you know, sometimes when we are done, that's when the joy disappears. And we begin to frown around like, you know. But when we partner with the Lord, God will be doing amazing things, right, friend, sender, you will be joyful. The Bible says Peter ran towards him, bowed down before him in worship. I don't deserve this. Now you do. Because I've changed your status. God is about to change somebody's status this morning. In the name of Jesus. God is changing your status. In the name of Jesus. I didn't hear your amen. God is changing your status. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. He said, uh, Psalm 126 verse 6, he said, He who continually goes forth weeping, bearing seed for sowing, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing. Bringing his sheep with him. You come back with joy. Bringing. So quickly, how can you partner with the Lord? Number one, through worship. You can partner with the Lord through worship. Acts chapter 16, verse 25 to 34. You can partner with the Lord through worship. Paul and Silas at midnight sang. They sang him and they prayed, praised God, and the prisoners heard them. God is looking for true worshippers. John chapter 4 verse 24. Those who will worship him in spirit and in truth. Not those who only worship him on Sunday morning. If the only time you worship God is on Sunday morning, there's a problem. Seriously. I mean, I just sing, you know, in those early days, my wife would say, what are you singing? I say, well, I'm not singing for you. And I'm not singing to you. <laughs> she doesn't say that anymore now. She has repented. I know she will hear this in this message. She has repented. But I think I'm singing to Jesus. I'm not singing to you. The children will tell you, when I'm in the bathroom, oh Lord, you hear me sing. Even in the house, I'll be singing and I'll be dancing. Sometimes I'll be, you know, just wiggling myself all around the house and singing. I am, you know what? What am I doing? I'm practicing the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. You know what I mean? Well, you need to see me. Some of these, maybe one of these days I'll record some, some of the things I do. I'll play them so you can see I am fun to be around. I love to laugh. I love to... I just do some silly things sometimes, you know, just to get myself into the joy zone. I don't go around frowning. Ah, you know, you're, some of us, we look so serious as if the whole world is crumbling over our head. No. My grandma said, if the world is crumbling, it's not over your head alone. There are other people. So, you know, get over it. So worship the Lord. You know, worship Him. Partner with God through worship. Number two, through prayer. True prayer. Ezekiel 22 verse 30. Second Chronicles 7 verse 14. God said, if my people are called by my name, we humble themselves and pray. Turn from there. Seek my face. Turn from there. God said, I will hear from heaven. He said, I will forgive their sin and heal their land. So prayer. What is prayer? Prayer is communion with God. Number three, through your giving. 
Philippians 4, verse 15 to 19, we often quote verse 19. We say, and my God shall supply all your need according. No, they did something before they got there. They gave. Oh, and my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory Jesus by Christ Jesus. Yeah, but they gave before Paul prayed that prayer for them. Your own prayer, what is it tied to? You put zero into your bank account. You go to the ATM. You put your bank card in. Guess what? It will be zero out. <laughs> Seriously, that's just the way it is. It's, you know. Number four, how you partner with God through your service. Acts chapter 13 verse 36 is the story of David. The Bible says, serve the Lord. And serve the Lord according to the purpose of God in his generation and he died. What will be your own account? And lastly, true soul winning. You can partner with the Lord true soul winning. Proverbs 11 verse 30, he said the righteous is the tree of life and he that wins soul is wise. True soul winning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We've been ministered to this morning. I want us to pray. No, no, our time is, uh, is, is gone. I want us to pray this morning. If you can rise, if you, can, if you want to sit, we just want to pray this morning. Can we just talk to the Lord? Thank God for the word that has been sent to us this morning. Thank God for the word that has been sent to us this morning. And I want us to uh, talk to the Lord and thank Him. And if you are here this morning, like I said, it's divine partnership. If you know that you're not sure of your relationship with the Lord. You can't go in partnership with God. The Bible says, I can't do. Work together, except you agree. You can't go into partnership with the God you don't know. No. You can't say you want to do business with somebody that you, know, you don't have a relationship with. So the first place to start this morning is relationship. Why don't you talk to the Lord? You are here this morning and you know your relationship with the Lord is not the way it should be. I'll give you the opportunity this morning to begin to talk to the Lord. Or maybe you gave your heart to Jesus a while back and then you are backsliding. Um, you know, um, you're, you're, you haven't given him at all. You've given your life to him at all. Or you've given it, uh, but you are backsliding. Uh, this is the time to talk to the Lord this morning. Ask Jesus into your heart. Ask him to forgive your sins. To write your name in the book of life. And if you have um, you are backsliding, ask him to restore you. In the name of Jesus, ask God to restore you. Ask him to restore you. To restore you to fellowship. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's go ahead and begin to talk to the Lord this morning. Ask the Lord. Thank God for this season of your life. Thank God for where you are right now. And I want us to thank him and pray. Let's pray with the whole of our heart this morning. Ask the Lord, take my life and do something wonderful with it. Father, take my life and do something awesome with it. That was the prayer that Gloria Copeland prayed many, many years ago, 50-something years ago. And look at what the Lord is doing. Why don't you ask the Lord this morning? Father, take my life and do something wonderful with it. In the name of Jesus Begin to say, Lord, I enter into partnership with you today. I enter into partnership with you today. In the name of Jesus, I enter into partnership. 
In the name of Jesus, help me to become a worshiper. Oh Lord, help me to become a true worshiper. Help me to become a prayer warrior. Help me, oh Lord, oh Lord, release uh, the giving grace upon me. In the name of Jesus, release the giving grace upon me. Make me a committed soul winner. Lord, make me a committed soul winner. And help me to serve you with all that you have blessed me with. In the name of Jesus, Father, help me to become a worshiper. To worship in truth and the spirit. Help me to become a prayer warrior. And an intercessor. Release unto me the giving grace. Release unto me the giving grace. Make me a committed soul winner. And help me to serve you with the whole of my mind. With the whole of my might. And everything that you have blessed me with. In the name of Jesus. I'll talk to the Lord. The Lord as I'm anointed today. With hands laid on me. I receive the anointing for the supernatural. In every area of my life. In the mighty name of Jesus. This week, oh Lord, will be a week of change of status for me. The Bible says in 1 Samuel chapter 10, verse 6, it says, You shall be turned into another man. Lord, by the reason of your anointing this day, oh Lord, turn me into another man. Let your name forever be praised. Thank you, Father. Give you praise and give you glory. In the name of Jesus, we give you praise, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we are prayed. Amen.